This week on The Star Parent, we're going to be talking about a very delicate subject that is actually quite difficult for me to talk about, uh, and it's death. What happens when our loved ones pass? And how do we cope? What do we do? And how do we survive afterwards? Our next guest, Sotria, has many years of experience working with people as a police officer and investigating um, people who have died and finding their loved ones thereafter. This experience has led Soteria to understand the business behind death. Please join us and listen to her knowledge and share it with someone that you love. Please welcome Sotaria Cloronimus to the Star Parent. Let's just dive right in. Sotaria, I just want to ask you about your views on spirituality. What does that mean to you? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing. Well, spirituality, I think, uh, I think our connection to God, where well, you call them God, the universe, spirit, it doesn't matter. I think that's the most important connection to have. And without that, I mean, that, that's, that's the most profound. And to know that we're mind, body, spirit, soul. We're not just, you know, a body. And it's, we're not just here, just like this. Everything has a purpose and everything has a reason. And, you know, and surrendering to God. So for me, spirituality is all about doing your best, surrendering to God and asking for guidance all the time and praying. I mean, that's, that's, that's all we yeah. have. And as we get older, we realize yeah. that we have to turn more and more to that because that's what it's all about. Yeah, what's your what's your background? Let's give our listeners a little bit of a so I've been a police officer <laughs> for the past twenty seven years, and my specialty for the past twelve years has been uh, missing persons and finding deceased people's families. It's really a humanitarian job, and so I'm the one who will go through people's stuff to see can I find family in this? Uh, is there is there any way to contact them? We'll deal with the etat civil. We'll we'll deal with any any way that I can use any any outside organization that I can use to help me find the family is what I look for. And then once I found the family, I I have to give them the steps on what to do when somebody passes away. You know the funeral home. It's all guidance. So I'm kind of like a guide for the people once somebody passes away. And has that helped this experience in the past 27 years? Has it helped you shape your spiritual beliefs? Oh, my. You know, know, I have to tell you, I've also lived on a boat for two years. So whether I wanted to be spiritual or not, you could not survive two years on the ocean, on on Mother Ocean, without without believing in God. (laughs) There's no way. And this job, you sailed around the world, right? But yeah, I lived on the ocean for two years on a catamaran. Yeah. And when I came back from there, I was I was a completely different person. So I got this job, as a matter of fact, when I came back in uh, 2009. And mm. this and so, yes, it's a part of who I am. It's it's it shaped me, but it's also shown me what are the most important things in life. What do we need to focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you wrote a book. I wrote a book that. about my journey leading up to my departure. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and since then, mm-hmm. well, there's other businesses that I've started because, you know, when you see a need for thing and you, you live something on a daily basis, I see it in a way nobody else will see it. 
I will see death. You know, other people yeah. will just say, well, okay, you're the notary. You're No, but I see the whole picture. I see the person. I see finding the family. I see the, the funeral home. I see the notary. So I see the whole picture, not just a piece of it. So when you mm -hmm. see the whole picture and you get it mm -hmm. in a way which nobody else can, you have to share that. You have to share that with the world. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, and it's something that you share with me about things that people don't talk about within their family. And I, that was something that really stuck to, to my heart because my parents have been kind of wanting to bring up their funeral plan to me since I was 26 years old. And I've always been kind of turned off. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about that because it's so difficult. But how do you, like, what advice do you give to people who well, I'm going to give you an example. As a matter of fact, I had to live this with my own family about five years ago. Uh, I told my parents that they had to buy their 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 land and their you know when they pass away up at the mountain. And so uh, I, my mother was my mother was like, if you talk about death, it means I'm going to die, so don't talk about it. I said, well, you know what? It's too bad because when you pass away, I'm not going to run around and get extorted and have to run around. And I want to I want to just grieve you guys when you pass away. So. We're going to do this step by step. I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. So I remember I took my mother. She actually chose her plot. She didn't talk to me for two weeks after that. And months, I'm not kidding. She ignored me for two weeks because I went into a space that you're not allowed to go into. You know, you don't talk about that. As if it's yeah. as if when it's your time, you're not going to go. You know? So anyways, I remember months later, my yeah. friend called me. And she says, you know, I went up to the cemetery to see my father. And I saw that your, your parents tombstone and it was beautiful. And then. I told my mom, and my mom says, can you take me there? I said, I'll take you on one condition. I said, that you won't ignore me for two weeks. She says, no, no, I won't ignore you. Mm -hmm. So I took her up there, and then she said to me, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and you know what? And she says, ever since I did that, I tell all my friends to get their plots and get everything ready so that they don't have to do it last minute. So look at them, Lorraine. Sometimes, you know, yeah. people are afraid, but once they do it, I mean, you're, you're going to say it releases all the pressure. You're like, okay, what was that all about? What's the big deal? I did it. So so it's all this fear, right? I mean, people just have to get out of the fear. Yeah. Listen, death is coming, whether people like it or not. This physical body is going to pass mm -hmm. away. Your soul remains forever. But this mm -hmm. physical body is leaving in this lifetime. I can guarantee you, nobody's escaping that. So what is the big deal to talk about it with your family? Tell them what you want. They don't know what you want. You know how many people feel so guilty and they'll go to a funeral home and they'll spend $20,000 because they don't know and they don't want to feel guilty for the rest of their lives and they have to borrow for that money because nobody spoke about it, right? And how many other people, especially mm -hmm. here in Quebec, I have to tell you, it's kind of sad, but 60% of the uh, the French Quebecois, they do not bury their, their, their family members. They all go in, uh, in a false commune, which is a ground for unclaimed bodies. Yeah, and wow. that's and that's sixty percent, if not higher, at times. So, well, if you don't talk about it and you don't tell people to plan, you can go in a ground for unclaimed bodies. I had a woman once; it's really sad. She had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, one hundred thousand dollars. Everybody in her will had predeceased her. Everybody, even the kids, the grandkids, everybody had. Died. And when, when it came time to her passing, they said they were going to put her in a dumping ground for unclaimed bodies. And I was like, this woman has $100,000 and you guys are going to bury her in a ground for unclaimed bodies. Unacceptable. Finally, her social worker stood up mm. to the plate 
and she took care of it. So she paid it and then she was reimbursed from the estate. But that woman who had $100,000 was going to go into an unclaimed body ground. How's that? Wow. How do you have this conversation with children under the age of well, 20? How, how do you start? Well, you know what? My, my children, I've had this conversation with them for many years. They know the job. So today they're 21 and 19. And I've had that okay. conversation with them. And I said, you know what? When I pass away, me, I told them, when I pass away, I want to be cremated. And it goes against the Greek religion, but I said, I don't care. I want to be cremated. Put me in a tree. They put ashes down. Put me in a tree and let me grow. I said, don't be afraid of death. And, you know, and they see it, right? And as a matter of fact, right now, I'm actually, my father's passing away as we speak. I mean, he's, he's, he's slowly dying. Mm -hmm. And... And you know, I'm I'm dealing with this. Yeah, of course, I'm going to cry with my father, and I'm in the morning. But, but I understand, in I understand a bigger plan. You know, the bigger plan that people we come in this life, we do what we need to do, and then we need to move on. And you know, we can meet him on another realm and whatever. So, what I'm actually doing is I'm celebrating him. So what I did is I I go see him. He's in the CHSA day because he has advanced Alzheimer's, and I can tell you, Lorraine. There's not one day when I walk in there when he doesn't know who I am. Not one, okay? Not one day when he doesn't know who I am. He doesn't remember everybody else, but me and my sister, he always remembers us. And I and I anoint him, you know, I I, I have oils and I anoint his feet and I and I massage him. And I tell him I love him. I tell him everything I've always wanted to say to him. I tell him all. And then what I also did recently is because, you know, with the government and the COVID, nobody was allowed to visit him. So he has a lot of people who love him and he has a lot of people that he loves. Who couldn't go see him? So as a matter of fact, this weekend, I organized outside of the, the, the CHSD, 30 people. There was 30 family members wow. who came to see him outside. I put him in a wheelchair and I brought him outside. And he was able to see them and share with them and love them and get the love back. And they all, every one of them told him that they loved him. And you know, yeah. COVID is cheating people out of, out of this, out of this, this finale, you know. And so I said, no, no, my father's not going to be cheated. He's going to get to tell people to. He's going to get to tell people that he loves them, and they're going to get to tell him the same thing. So, you know, like, and that helped. You told me that he started to eat after. Exactly. That. So my father, I was sure he was going to pass away last week. I I even brought in the priest to give him last communion. I was sure he was he was dying, and then he wasn't eating. He was eating nothing. Maybe sometimes he would have very soft, like an applesauce, but he wasn't eating any food, and then. After this, he, I, my sister wrote to me yesterday to tell me that he ate food. He ate like real solid food, which he hasn't eaten solid food in maybe a couple of weeks. And not only that, but that day he was singing. He was singing all day. He's, and when I was looking in his eyes, he was so present. So he felt it. And, you know, just feeling that you're loved and you're not forgotten. And, you know, how can we explain to somebody with yeah. Alzheimer's that they can't come and visit you? So, you know what, mm. let's talk about and let's rejoice in the time that we have. And I said to everybody, come and see my father, if you like. I said, because the next place you will see him will be in his coffin. So, you know what, if you want, come outside, see him. And I called people the day before and everybody mm. showed up, Lorraine. Everybody showed wow. up. Wow. What's, what's a common myth that you want to debunk about uh, speaking, talking about death with the family? What's a common myth? What's something that people think is real, but it's not? 
the the fear of it that oh my god we can't talk about it because if we talk about it we're going to die listen you're going to die you're going to die i promise you you're going to die stop putting mm-hmm. the head in the sand like a nausea stop avoiding the subject are there tools that people can use to help them deal with this process of accepting death well you know what the first tool i would say is surrender everything to god okay because we control absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and as humans we're so insecure and we're so filled with fear that we try to control everything we control nothing but if we surrender it to god and say you know what god you guide me you tell me what what i need to do how i need to do it and this is where the inspiration has come to me to do these things for my father whether to anoint him whether to do some ceremony with him whether to bring in all these people, this has all been inspiration. It didn't come from me. Mm. But so surrender it. And then you know what? Death is a business like anything else. Let's say it like it is. It is a business. You start off in life as a number and you will finish in life as a number. So you finish off. You need to finish your income taxes. You need to do paperwork. Paperwork will trail with you your whole life. So let's avoid the Mm. ignoring. Talk to your families, you know, because I've gone, if, if I figure that I've done three, I've worked with 300 families for, let's say, 11 years, uh, that's 3,000, let's say 3,300 families. I've gone in maybe, I don't know, four or 500 homes in all this time. And I can promise you, Elaine, Lorraine, the first, the first thing that I can tell you, guarantee, is that there's only been one or two people that I've gone into their house and their paperwork was organized. So here in Quebec, we have $385 million in unclaimed estates. I'm sure it's even more now because people do not mm. do their paperwork. And when somebody passes away, the family's going to say, well, I don't know what they have, so I'm not going to take care of it. And, you know, no, I don't want to. And what happens is the government takes it, $385 million. In all of Canada, there's between 3 and $7 billion in unclaimed estates. So what I tell people is, listen, get the paperwork, start writing down you know if you have an if you have a a life insurance and your family does not have the the policy number there's no central bank of information or you can get that and do what you need to do to get to claim that money there is none so that now i know that uh, this year they're gonna they started off with a central bank of information concerning the funeral arrangements so if you have funeral arrangements they will be put into a bank where you will know Presently, Magnus Poirier and Urgel Bourgie, which are our two largest here in Quebec, they have their own banks. But there will be okay. there will be a centralized one. As for bank accounts and stuff, you don't have access to that. And when somebody passes away, you cannot go into the bank account and pay for the funeral. It does not work like that. Those bank accounts get frozen once the bank knows the person has passed away. And as for the social insurance number, right? You don't have access to that. If you do not have it written down somewhere, you cannot call the government and say, oh, by the way, my brother passed away and I'd like to claim his estate. No, no, no. If you don't have that number, they, it's it's everything is confidential now. They will never give it to you. So, you know, because I've been doing this work for so long, Lorraine, I came up with my own, my mm. own package. It's a box. And in that box, I call mm. it the heritage kit, but all of your life is in that box. And if people would take... Mm. A couple of hours. Yes, yeah, sure, you're going to sort through your paperwork. And you know what? You're going to get rid of a lot of stuff you don't need to carry. But if you go through it, it's actually eight files that you fill in. Very easy. You don't have to even be intelligent to do it. You just have to follow, check off, put the necessary paperwork. All of your paperwork will mm-hmm. be in order. And it's not just for death. You know, you sell your house. Your child moves up. You get divorced. You get a divorce. All, all, the, yes. paper- <laughs> all the paperwork is in there. So. 
if people would only get organized. It is so simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. just to close yeah. an estate, if the person has nothing, costs $1,600 with a notary. And you have nothing. So, and don't wow. forget something. A notary doesn't know you. And even if you write in your will what you have, the notary a will is not enough. It does not state all of everything that you own. It'll say, I leave this to her, yeah. I leave it to that. But you're not, you're not writing in there everything that you own. So with my kit, everything is in there. Your bank accounts, your, if you own a car, do you own the car? Do you lease the car? If you have properties, whether here and all over the world, you're, you're, if you have any investments, if you have all this stuff is the mm -hmm. most important stuff, but nobody prepares for that. Why, Lorraine? Why? And then, you know, somebody passes oh. away and then you go to the funeral home and they hit you and you're like, you know, it's a business. It's a negotiation. But people are so distressed. They're so overwhelmed. They say yes to everything. And then later on, they say, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I practically got I it. That, I practically yeah. got extorted. Now I have a now I have yeah. a loan that I took to pay the funeral, and how am I going to pay this? Right. So this information that you have just provided is you're going to give me a link. Yes, I'm going to give you a link. Abs Absolutely yeah, perfect. You know what? I purchased this actually with this box that you're talking about. I purchased it about I don't know probably three or four years ago. I actually bought one for my home and two for my other employees just because I found it to be so beneficial. And it's, it is very simple. It's just like basically files if you put this information in and it's secure for you if there's any uh, emergency. That's right. And you know what? So, if you if you would give all the stuff to a notary, what's in my kit? If you would ask a notary to do that, it would cost you at least $2,000. Why? Because they have they charge you $100, $200 an hour and they're going to have to write to all the banks to see what investments you have. That, that will cost you... To, it, for for $99, you have it yeah. all and sent over to you. So you know what? People need to start putting their money where it's important. You know, forget the th forget yeah. the $300 uh, Michael Kors purse or the 500 and get yourself a will number one and then get yourself something like my kit or, or make it yourself, write it up yourself. Something just that lists yeah. everything that you own and where is it and where are the numbers and what's the policy number. Just mm -hmm. do it, people. Mm -hmm. And you know, Lorraine, people have mm -hmm. no excuse now. We're in COVID. People are are, are not having to yep. travel two, three hours a day like they were before. Those two hours, mm -hmm. invested in yourself. And you know, I'm going to tell the people of my generation, because <laughs> I'm 54, you, they need to do it for their parents. Because guess what happens when their parents die? It's going to be on their head. They're going to have to do, do this. So yep. do buy it and do it with your parents. Do it with them and prepare, yes. prepare your children. Like I'm prepared. If something happens to me, my children know where to go and what I have. And that's it. It's done. I don't have to leave with that. I don't have to leave with that headache of saying, well, you know what? I, I had all these, I had all these acquisitions and now nobody knows and nobody might get, them. no, you know, if I, we look even at the movie stars, mm -hmm. we look at somebody like Prince who passed away and even Michael Jackson, they didn't even have their paperwork in order. And everybody after that, fights for everything and I can promise you Lorraine oh my gosh can I promise you that when people pass away the family will destroy themselves and rip themselves apart for a dollar okay for a dollar if, if things wow. are not well done there are families mm -hmm. I know people even personally never mind work personally that said to me oh my gosh I had no idea how my brother said Leave it to money 
and I will show you who everybody is. You don't know who anybody is until there is a settling of an estate and then you will see. Wow. Wow. This is, uh, this is exactly kind of how I felt one of the first times I heard you speak. It's like, yeah, this is like something you can't be avoided. It, it just needs attention and needs to be talked about. You, you know, if you were to ask me, you know, if you were to ask yeah. me the word, what word I would say, take responsibility, people take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Stop, stop waiting for other people yeah. to do this. You need to do this. You, you are responsible for this. Yeah. You work, you know, I have people tell me, well, I don't care when I die, let the government take it. Okay, then you know what? Then might as well give it away right now if you don't care after. Because who promised you? To, yeah. Who promised you tomorrow, anyways? Right, <laughs> right, right. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because like, I keep thinking about that feeling of not. Take, not the feeling of not taking responsibility, but that feeling of fear that comes up when you think about it, because you really have to overcome that fear to take responsibility. So some people might be still resting in that. Well, fear. you know what? I wouldn't see but the I, fear. So you know how they have to look at it? This is a business. Okay. This mm-hmm. is the business. This is, it's, it's all the paperwork. It's the blue tape. It, this is all the blue. This is all the yeah. stuff that needs to be done. When you have a business, you have to go see the accounting. You have to do the paperwork. When you have a child, you have to take care of the child's needs, right? You have to take him here. You have to take him for a vaccination. You have to take him to the doctor. This is protocol. This is the way. It's the same thing. Why? Because you know what happens? People get in the emotional state. Because And we've seen now that there's no age. There's no age for people to die. You can be 10, like you can be 30, like you can be 50, like you could be 150. Yeah. When, yeah. you're, when your time is yeah. up, and I can That's promise so you, when your time so is true. up, you are going. You are going. But you know what? If you can go, mm-hmm. at least having organized your stuff, you leave your family the be- most beautiful gift. Yep. You leave them a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. You're not leaving them. You know what excited me. me the most describing about your father was the oil, anointing yep. him with the oil, <laughs> what, what, uh, massaging his feet. Those, <laughs> that was pretty impressive for me. And I wanted to talk about that more. Um, I don't know if you're interested in coming back to talk more about the Absolutely. Oils, you know what, Lorraine, um, for, y'all, for all your listeners out there, as much as I love the death and all that preparation, I love life even more. <laughs> I'd love I hear to come it. back and talk about the oils and mm-hmm. how important it is to use natural. Absolutely. I started another company, but that'll be, that'll be another story. But absolutely. You know, I love death as much as life. And the time that, and I, and I have to love life more because I see death on a daily basis. I have to love life more. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your stories. Uh, there's so much wisdom in what you're speaking about. And I definitely have to have you come back to go more in depth with, with uh, the experiences that you've had. Because I know you've got some stories that are quite, they're, 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 they're life-changing stories, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you again. For being here i'm just asking everyone to think about this question what does spiritual parenting mean to you and whatever it is just seek it ask for it and do whatever it takes to make you shine that's all thank you today. so much to all thank your you listeners so, so. thank you very much and have a wonderful day